sexually based offenses are considered especially heinous. Welcome to Extremely Loud and Incredibly Dumb. You like movies about gladiators? You're so stupid! Your hosts... The only thing I am worried about? I'm getting a boner. Mike Doyle and Stephen Kahn. So this first one, I'm just lying back and taking it. Yeah, Stephen, we're we're back, man. How about it? That's okay. Yeah, this will be our intro. We don't. We were never very good at doing the intros, anyway. So let's just let's just dive right in. How are you, Mikey? I haven't talked to you. I haven't talked to you in months. You know, yeah the the pod the pod really gave us an excuse to to stay in touch. I really liked it. And uh, the holidays came. People got busy. Uh, the fans have been clamoring for more episodes. So I'm glad we're finally giving them what they want. Some of the fans, I've heard that that some of our friends and even even relatives and in-laws don't listen to the show, which is upsetting. A lot of them, I think, didn't know it existed. It's a slow a slow trickle. It's making its way out of the world. We have to We're build. We have to build our content catalog, Stephen. Well, and listen, we've got we've got just the uh, the episode theme here to get people interested. Uh, well, I think so. It's a moderately interesting subject. So obviously, in season one, everyone learned all about uh, all about Mike. And today it's time to, to dive into the world of Steven, learn all his, you know, all his backstories, kind of what, what makes him tick and why he is the way that he is. If we had one of those reggae horns, I would be blasting it right now because I have, one. you know, this is, yeah, give, give me, give me two seconds here. I'll... Too late. It's too... Wait, wait, how, how long have you had that? I have an app on my phone and it's. It, 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 two minutes notice, two seconds notice. I can. Oh, I have, so I have two buttons. One's an air horn button. The other's a turn down for what button? It just does this. Turn down for what? Okay, okay, Mike. How long? How long have you had that app? I have had that app for probably about a month. Okay, so you did not have it when we were recording season <laughs> no, one. No, no, I did not. Because okay, if we somehow went through season one without using that, I would have been very upset. You know, I'll, I'll keep it at the ready here, just in case it... Uh, what does that app cost you, like 12, 13 bucks a month? It's, uh, it's, it's zero. Zero dollars, okay, one-time well, fee. That is the best. that is the best current value in the world. Yeah, there's some other sound effects that it makes. There's like six... I don't, they're, they're not... They don't matter. Yeah, it's really, don't, don't dilute the product. No, We've it's, got it's the really only just, two products that we need. The, the rap horn. So while, while while we're on the subject, what is the name of the app? I actually don't even know what it's called. Why don't we maybe we take this offline? We can do we can do app downloading. Well, I'm just gonna do it real quick because I want to I want to have access to the horn during the podcast the same way that you do. Search rap air horn. I don't know what the app is called. Oh, it's called oh no, it's called a ham horn. Ham like a like a pork. ham horn, and it's a little green logo. It's, Carrot creative. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. It's a little green ham horn. Yep, I'm gonna install this baby right now. Okay, but anyway, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to dive right in. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that is gonna get our windows open. The trains are just blowing by outside. Yeah, jeez. I mean, close your windows. It's 70 degrees in Chicago in February. Global warming at its finest. We're keeping the windows open. That guy's bragging about it. So uh, yeah, so let's you know, let's just uh, let's dive in, Steve. Again, the the uh, the point here is just to give everyone a. Uh, uh, a nice little snapshot into into who you are. So, when you start off, maybe. You, oh, God damn. Okay. I got it, guys. Yeah. Although, you know what? I'm not going to play with it right now, but I do have it. Um. So, Steve, why don't you start off? Just uh, just give the listeners maybe a uh, a quick, you know, imagining it's maybe my family or my friends who don't know who you are. Uh, just a quick quick snapshot of of who you are, uh, how how we know one you know one another, and uh, and where you're from. 
okay, this isn't really a question, but uh, I don't expect you to be a good interviewer, so I guess I should, guess I should get ready for this. Um, my name is Stephen Kahn. I'm not going to give you my middle name because I'm afraid you might steal my identity. Um, I grew up here in New Rochelle, New York, just, uh, you know, about a half hour north of New York City. I have two parents, two older brothers, you know, just pretty, pretty normal life growing up, played sports, hmm. did the, sports. my thing, uh, went to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Now I work in the, uh, the finance industry. I am, you know, I, I've been referred to as a titan of industry. But I don't like to say that about myself. We'll, we'll dive into the professional life a little more. But but getting back to the hometown, um, <clears throat> you know, where you grew up. So you mentioned New Rochelle. Curious how being from the same hometown as Ray Rice has really informed the way that you treat people. That's, that's not appropriate. Um, <laughs> Ray Rice did a lot of good in this community. Uh, he came from... A difficult upbringing, mm-hmm. um, really made something of himself, really gave back to both the New Rochelle community as well as the community in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. He uh, did a terrible thing. He he paid for his mistake, and he's working to be a better person each and every day. And I'd say that uh, it had, to answer your question, yeah, it, because it had, you, you've really, you've really no, kind of pirouetted around. It has had no impact. No, no, it has so, had no, no impact on the way that I treat people. So, out of all those words you just said, the answer is no impact. No impact. Short answer: no impact. Okay, uh, great. Thinking back, uh, let's go back to uh, to third grade, Stephen. Who was your best friend? And let's hear a little about him or her. Uh, my best friend in third grade was Peter Sarazen. Okay. Um, what do you want to know? Pete, uh, Pete is someone that I have known pretty much more or less since birth. Would you say um, you're, you're still his best friend? Um, yeah, yeah, I'd like to think so. Maybe we could get Pete on the line to confirm, but I, I'd say yes. Um, and yeah, so we've, we've been close, uh, for a long time. We went to school, you know, pre pre K through high school together and, our, our families belong to the same golf club, so we did things in the summer together. We, you know, Whoa. swim team, golf and tennis, all that stuff. Bourgeoisie over at your golf clubs in, in New York. Yeah, we we would not have spent time with, with your type. That's yeah. for sure. Well, I guess, uh, you know, you kind of took away the teeth of my question. Can you can you talk to maybe a friend who you're no were you, longer... <laughs> were you going to ask why we stopped being friends? Yeah, I'd like to know what you did to end a friendship. So uh, it sounds like Pete, luckily... At least so far, you haven't screwed that one up. But... I, I haven't wronged him in any way. <laughs> right, but let's think of another friend who you're not close with anymore. Uh, and I assume it's your fault, but what did you do to him or her to sour that relationship? Jeez, I've got a pretty tight-knit uh, group going back to back to my early days. Uh, there was this one guy that I'm not going to use his name just in case we ever blow up big. I'd but, love for you to uh, use his name. But my friends will know. This isn't even, I mean, we're not really friends anymore, uh, but it's. I think he's a great guy. Um, we didn't really have a falling out, but I'll, listen, you're digging for a story here, so I'll give you something that will make um, my high school friends laugh if they ever listen to this. Uh, there, was this there was this guy who, when we would like play football at lunch, he would like choose to be the referee. Weird. And I feel is this in like I, grade I, school? Yeah, what? and uh, you know he wasn't super athletic, and Ooh. I think it was just a way for him to avoid being picked uh, like last or never getting the ball thrown. So he's a ref, 
And one time in like a third grade game, he made what I deemed to be an incorrect call. And I, I choked him out pretty good. Well, how, what, what grade were you in at the time? Like, like third. Man, you know, I was just going to say psychologically, what does it say about him that he needs to put himself in this position of power by being the ref? But I think the real animal here, the real monster is, is you choking out a poor boy who made a bad call. Well, it was a terrible call. What was the call? Do you recall? Do you recall I think the call? It, I think it was like incomplete. That seems pretty black and white. Did the guy I got, catch Well, I, I got my hands under it. Mm, okay. No no replay back then, huh? No, not uh, not on the Davis Elementary School uh, playground. Jefferson Davis? No, uh, actually it was uh, George M. Davis Jr. Mm, okay. Uh, Steve, this is not, not as much a, a question, more just um, giving you a platform to tell the story. Uh, Jeez, is... you're a terrible journalist. <laughs> Giving you a platform to tell the story because I enjoy the story. Let's keep this brief, uh, but I'd like you to tell the story of the worst Christmas you've ever had. Um, one time, uh, <laughs> my middle brother, Andrew, uh, put two t-shirts in a box. One was a Sweet Denver Nuggets t-shirt, and I had recently purchased a Sweet Denver Nuggets hat, so mm-hmm. it would have made sense that I would have gotten that shirt. Big, were, you, the other, were you a big Nuggets fan? Or just no, I, I liked when they drafted Carmelo and it was like, okay, Nuggets are kind of doing something. Was it things. the one that kind of had the city uh, It was like the Legos. Silhouette. I mean, not, it was <laughs> Legos. Legos. It was like the, yeah, the with uh, like the Tetris looking yeah. silhouette. Yeah, the mountains. Okay. Um, and then the, the other shirt was like this poop brown <laughs> Celtic shirt. <laughs> and uh, he put two in a box and, and the box was to me and my older brother, Brian. And he literally wrote on the tag, fight for him. And that's exactly what we did, and it uh, it it escalated physically. I was in, I want to say, eighth grade. I think this was eighth grade, so this would have been Christmas two thousand three. Mm-hmm. Um, and my brother Brian would have been twenty one years old at this point, and we physically fought. And every it was Christmas was ruined at this point. You know, I I uh, I've met Brian several times. Seems like a very mm-hmm. nice guy. I think maybe the real question here is why is a twenty one year old fighting with an eighth grader over who has to get a poop brown Celtic shirt? It was it, it was Andrew's diabolical plan to ruin Christmas. So Andrew is really the the real puppet master behind your family. Y- yeah, he is. Uh, yes. Short answer, yes. So this theme has presented itself throughout your life, where, it, where Andrew's kind of able to manipulate things and, and get folks to. No, do I don't. I think you're you're now creating something that's not there. But in this particular instance, yes. Wow. Okay. Um, and give and given that there are no other puppet masters, then that one instance carries the day and gives him the title of puppet master. What a title to have! Although there was also a Christmas where uh, it was Brian's first Christmas uh, not with the family; he had just gotten married. And he essentially committed an act of terrorism. Um, <laughs> he, he gave me, he like put in my stocking. This is like from, a, this is from afar. He wasn't even there. Exactly. Which is why it was extra diabolical. Okay. He gave me a flashlight, like in my stocking. And I was like, well, this is kind of a weird gift. And then I just like went to, uh, to turn the flashlight on and it gave me an electric shock. <laughs> it was a trick. It was a trick flashlight. And, uh, my middle brother, Andrew was aware of the plan got it on video and it 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 kind of went viral um viral this was this was in 2012 how many hits just a few years i uh you know i don't know about as many as uh the number of subscribers for this podcast so five a lot fives of viewers fives of viewers um yeah so i've i've actually 
boy, yeah, there's been some there's been some diabolical shit that's gone down on Christmas. Hmm. Stephen, if uh, if if money was was no issue, so you didn't have to you didn't have to work, and let's be clear, money is no issue. Sure, okay, you didn't have to work, and uh, and anything you wanted to do, you could do at no cost. What would you do every day? How would you spend your days? Hmm. I mean, I guess the real question is, where would I live? Um, like, would I decide that I wanted to move to, like, a San Diego or a Florida? Um, I think I would try to golf uh, pretty much every day. I would try to see pretty much every movie that came out. So I think, you know, maybe like an 8 a.m. tea time, then I'd see a movie. Maybe, no, 8 a.m. tea time. I'd probably be done golfing at, like, 11, 11.30. Then I'd get a vanilla milkshake. Then I'd go see a movie. And then, you know, after that, I don't know. I'd just, I'd play it by ear. So in your dream scenario, you're you're an old retired guy in Florida. You're, you're leaving it's, in Florida, you're golfing, drinking milkshakes, and watching movies. That's that's pretty much all that I want to do. Yeah, I, I really look forward to retirement. Shoot for the stars. Shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Well, the moon is, is closer to us than most stars. All stars. There's just not a single star that is closer to Earth than the moon. Yeah, but if you overshoot it, it's just it's a it's a it's a figure of speech. What if I come up short? Mm, I don't then know. I'm just gonna suffocate. Yeah, you get caught in someone's gravitational pull. Stephen, a chance for you to uh, to kind of brag about yourself a little bit. What would you consider to be uh, the most badass thing that you've ever done in your life? Wow, I don't really consider myself a badass. That's a tough just just the, the coolest, most heroic. Her- well, see, I mean, coolest Hero- and heroic. most heroic <laughs> are two very different things. Um, I've I haven't done many heroic things. I often find myself daydreaming, like on the platform of the subway in the morning, going to work. Like if anyone did fall into that into that subway track, I would be prepared to jump down. And, and toss them back up and do then think, jump up myself. Do you think you actually would do that? Or do you I think, think you... I would. I'm someone, I'm kind of, as a citizen, I'm always ready. Like a, um, a Clark, a Clark I am, Kent? I'm pre- yeah, I'm prepared, you know, I'm prepared to help. If there was ever, God forbid, a situation on a bigger scale, um, whether it be like a, a fire in a building or maybe if there was ever an active shooter, I am confident that I would be a valuable asset to the so good so guys. you you really think highly of yourself is what we're what we're learning. I I think yeah I I think I think I have a particular set of skills. Okay. Um, in terms of though what I've actually done, boy, not much, <laughs> not much at all. These opportunities don't seem to present themselves. Yeah, but maybe that's, yeah, that's probably a good thing. You know. Yeah, that's good. It, um, it'd be a it'd be a anxiety ridden life if you were always surrounded by fires and active shooters. That is that is definitely true. So yeah, I've done very little. Um, that's, that's been heroic. Okay. So we'll just say nothing. We'll just say nothing. Nothing. Okay. Um, at what point in your life were your parents the most disappointed in you? That's a great question. Um, senior cut day, my senior year of high school, my mom wasn't thrilled. Simply because you cut, or were you doing naughty things? I was I was in a beer pong tournament. Oh, sick, bro! Um, I had made the final four by the time that the cops came. My mom didn't see it; didn't make her any less upset that I had reached the final four. Um, I mean, she wasn't thrilled about that, but I don't know. I 
Yeah, I'd say maybe senior cut day. Mm. That wasn't that wasn't great. But again, I'm the youngest of three boys. Like by the time they got to me, they were pretty much aware that I was I was doing some doing some bad things. Hmm. Stephen, I met you. Uh, you know, I probably first met you nine years ago. It was more like six years ago when we, when we really got to be you know good pals. When we uh, when we spent some spent some time together abroad. Since then, I think I've heard you use the term Bahamas 08 50 times. Can you give... Only 50? No, no, that's that's low. Can you give... Hold on, we gotta, we can, gotta play the air horn. Can you give oh, a... Oh, I can't get it on my phone. I got it. Can you give a, I don't know, 90 second description of Bahamas 08, what that means to you? Um, you know, what, what it actually was? And then more, you know, what it means to you today, looking back on it and how it kind of shaped you. Sure. Um, so Bahamas 08, New Rochelle High School and a lot of, you know, high schools in the, in the area, um, in Westchester County and some in Long Island, a lot go to the Bahamas for spring break senior high school. This is not like a chaperone parent situation. This is just, you know, wild and out spring break. Do you think, so we go do, down there. When Ray Rice was a senior in high school, do you think he went to the Bahamas? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Probably not given that he was like, I, I honestly don't know. I'm sure that I know people who know whether or not he went, well, okay, but we'll I'll, leave, I'll have to get back to you there. Yeah, we'll leave it as a maybe. Um, anyway, so go down to Bahamas. It's pretty much just a, it's just a boozed up romp fest. And, uh, Ugh, boy, it was just, well, romp fest doesn't mean anything. Just, just a, yeah. just a big party, huh? It's just a big party. Um, and boy, I mean, you combine all of the elements that make up fun. There was a casino. And given that I was a senior in high school, like smaller amounts of money meant a lot more back then. There was one night in particular, maybe the most wild night. It was a booze cruise. Then there was a white party. Uh, so it was like two parties back to back. Everyone was sort of blacked out. I end up going to the casino at like 3.30 in the morning with two friends. No one really knows what's going on. And I just remember playing four hands of blackjack, winning a hundred dollars, and then they shut the table down. And in my head, like that hundred dollars was like huge. Yeah. And and the fact that they then shut the table down, I think it was just like the casino was closing. But the narrative that I kind of wrote was that like they were out of funds. You, like I had gone in and cleaned them out. Oh yeah, you you shut them down, man. Uh, but yeah, Bahamas away. I mean, just so many things happened. It was really coming of age time. And uh, I still kind of any any fun week or vacation, everything still kind of gets compared to that benchmark of Bahamas 08. So and it was it was as good as it gets. It was really kind of like your uh, your entrance into manhood, if you will. Again, I think there's a dangerous connotation there when you say <laughs> that, and I want to I want to toe that line carefully. Um, but it was it was a good it was a good entrance into college life and and what being an adult was all about. How about that? That's good. So have you found that that's what adulthood really is like now that you're uh, an adult? More or less, yes. I mean, <laughs> okay. it's, it's, yeah, a lot a lot of things like that. Okay. Um, any big regrets, Stephen? What are they? Let's hear them. Boy. Um, when I was a sophomore in college, um, I would, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I would walk... Um, between DeBartolo Hall and my dorm. Mm -hmm. And I would, the way the timing was set up, many of those days I would be standing, uh, walking that entire distance uh, right either next to or behind or in front of Skylar Diggins. I knew that's who you were going to say. I've never heard and, this story, but I knew that's where this was going. <laughs> and, you know, she was not famous at the time. She was just a freshman. I knew who she was. 
Um, and I regret every day not just striking up a conversation with her. Who knows what happens? You know, what, maybe what maybe we're just maybe we're just friends to this day, or maybe we fall in love. And what year were get you? What year were you? I was a sophomore. She was a freshman. I know she was only a year younger. Uh, doesn't uh, don't her and, and Lil Wayne have a relationship? And, and do you worry? Well, no, she's she's actually I don't know if she's married, but she I engage, she's dating Daniel Smith, who was a receiver uh, that was her year on the football team. They're both from like the South Bend area, so oh. a couple of local kids made good. Uh, I don't know if they're married or engaged or what. What a, but, what a uh, love story. Those would be yeah. Fun, no, I mean I'm I'm, kids, ha- huh? I'm, ha- I'm, ha- I'm happy for them, but uh, I you know I'd rather it be me. Well, you know, if anything ever happens to Daniel Skyler, call up Steven. I'm not sure that one was appropriate. I don't think so either, but uh, I liked it. Um, All right, Steven, have you ever edited a completed audio file to make yourself look better than someone else? If yes, what does that say about you? Does it not make the thing you were hiding even more damning that you felt the need to go in after the fact and change a completed audio file? I was 100% sure this question was coming in some form or of another. I have done that before. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a big deal. It was more just how you made me feel about what was said. Mm. And to be completely honest, I there's a good chance I just edit this entire question out of this podcast. You son of a bitch. Um, okay, uh, we, we haven't touched on it much, but would you like to, to just slightly talk a little bit about uh, your, your professional career? Where do you spend eight hours a day? What do you do at your desk, Stephen? I think it's dangerous for me to talk about my professional career on this podcast. Who that's, knows what could happen? You know what? That's that's fair, and uh, I won't push it. Not I mean, in the words in the words of Mister Doyle, who I'm very glad to hear is a loyal listener of this podcast. He's afraid that we might become unemployable because of this, and honestly, he's probably on to something. So yeah. let's just uh, let's let's keep it. Uh, Let's keep it outside of the office. Sure. He had a lot of nerves that uh, about the fact that, that we were doing a podcast and he he doesn't think anything positive can come of it. And um, let's not prove well, that, that. That's for sure. Let's there, not prove him right. There is no positive that can come of this. Uh, Steven, you are the weirdest person I think I know. Any comments on that? I, uh, yeah, I have a comment. I think that's, really? Is that true? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. You're up there. In what regard? I'm just looking for a comment. Do you have a comment? I think that's I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> I think I, that sucks. I I don't know, but I don't care. I'm not going to try and change your mind. You can live your white bread vanilla life with your <laughs> okay. with your with your hipster glasses frames and your hoodie. I mean, you are just such. So there it is. He, he lashes oh, classic. out. Classic. You, you, classic. You back him in the corner, and he lashes out. Um, well, you know, that's, that's all I had. Is there anything that we didn't cover that, um, you know, you you really wanted to get out into the world via this interview? Um, you know, shout out, uh, shout out to Mutsy, who was my dog for, uh, like 13 years. He's, he, he died in like 2013 or 2014, but he was a good guy. Um, you know, he's a big part of my life story. Um, I also own a Rolex. Yeah. Have you ever had it serviced? I had it serviced recently. They cleaned it up nicely. Wow. Yeah. I paid more for the servicing of my watch than you paid for your whole apartment. How about that for weird, <laughs> you jerk? I am stewing over here. I am. I, the can't, we- I can't believe you own a Rolex. Why am I the weirdest? What about me is weird? <laughs> just, I mean, you're just a, you're a, you're a unique individual, Steven. 
Yeah. Isn't everyone? I guess that's true. We're all. We're I guess all... you like to conform. You fall right in line, <laughs> you hipster doofus. That's right. Um, well, uh, that's that's all I got. I'm really excited for season two. I think we got some good episodes lined up. I think uh, you know we ended season one really high on. Um, you know, Simon says I've cooled on. I that thought you were going to say. Oh, I thought you were going to say opiates. <laughs> no, not opiates. Uh, we're very high on Simon says. I've cooled on that a bit. I'm not sure it makes as much sense. I think if we can get to the point where we're doing video podcasts, Simon says maybe ew. You just turned your eyelids inside out. Simon, oh, I'm sorry. I Simon says may, uh, may make more sense. You were boring me. I was rubbing my eyes. But, that I point. but we'll, we'll do more. Soon. We'll do more. What's your number? We'll have a medical professional on this season. Um, you know, lots of... We, we, we might have a medical <laughs> oh, professional on it's, this season. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to uh, happen. Yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah. That's all I the got, Stephen. The, you... the only thing the medical professional is going to advise is that everyone should be drinking more blue Gatorade. I mean, more blue Powerade. <laughs> Powerade. Sorry. He, yeah, he would not let us drink Gatorade. No, he's a big stockholder in Powerade. Oh, well, this was, you know, this was an average interview. I think the quality of the interview overall really comes down to the interviewer, and you didn't do a great job. Well, I, I, I disagree, but uh, I enjoyed myself. And why don't you go ahead and just uh, just take us home, Stephen? Um, oh, yeah. Jeez, I haven't done this in a while. So if you uh, like the show, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you happen to uh, subscribe to podcasts, tell your friends, you know, maybe they'll like it. Doyle's parents liked it. So anyone, anything is possible. Um, so yeah, tell your friends, subscribe, rate us on iTunes. You can also follow uh, us on Twitter at ELIDPOD. That's at E-L-I-D-P-O-D. And uh, if you're looking for us on iTunes, it's extremely loud and incredibly dumb, but you know that if you're listening to this episode. Uh, goodbye, everybody. I hope, uh, I don't know. I don't really like Mike anymore, so this could be the last episode ever. Farewell. Sinner, this is